William Hurley was born an Irishman and grew up to be a taxicab driver. Therefore, it would be redundant in the face of both of these facts to say he was garrulous. The minute he picked up his passenger in downtown Providence that warm summer evening, he began talking. The passenger, a tall, thin man in his early thirties, entered the cab and sank back, clutching a briefcase. He gave an address on Benefit Street, and Hurley started out, shifting both taxi and tongue into high gear. Hurley began what was to be a one-sided conversation by commenting on the afternoon performance of the New York Giants. Unperturbed by his passenger's silence, he made a few remarks about the weather, recent, current, and expected. Since he received no reply, the driver then proceeded to discuss a local phenomenon, namely the reported escape that morning of two black panthers, or leopards, from the traveling menagerie of Langer Brothers Circus, currently appearing in the city. In response to the direct inquiry as to whether he had seen the beast roaming at large, Hurley's customer shook his head. The driver then made several uncomplimentary remarks about the local police force and their inability to capture the beasts. It was his considered opinion that a given platoon of law enforcement officers would be unable to catch a cold if he mirrored in an icebox for a year. This witticism failed to amuse his passenger, and before Hurley could continue his monologue, they arrived at the Benefit Street address. Eighty-five cents changed hands, passenger and briefcase left the cab, and Hurley drove away. He could not know it at the time— but he thus became the last man who could or would testify to seeing his passenger alive. The rest is conjecture, and perhaps that is for the best. Certainly it is easy enough to draw certain conclusions as to what happened that night in the old house on Benefit Street, but the weight of those conclusions is hard to bear. One minor mystery is easy enough to clear up the peculiar silence and aloofness of Hurley's passenger. That passenger, Edmund Fisk of Chicago, Illinois, was meditating upon the fulfillment of fifteen years of questing. The cab trip represented the last stage of his long journey, and he was reviewing the circumstances as he rode. Edmund Fisk's quest had begun on August 8, 1935, with the death of his close friend Robert Harrison Blake of Milwaukee. Like Fisk himself at the time, Blake had been a precocious adolescent, interested in fantasy writing, and as such became a member of the Lovecraft Circle, a group of writers maintaining correspondence with one another and with the late Howard Phillips Lovecraft of Providence. It was through correspondence that Fisk and Blake had become acquainted, they visited back and forth between Milwaukee and Chicago, and their mutual preoccupation with the weird and fantastic in literature and art served to form the foundation for the close friendship which existed at the time of Blake's unexpected and inexplicable demise. Most of the facts and certain of the conjectures in connection with Blake's death have been embodied in Lovecraft's story, The Haunter of the Dark which was published more than a year after the younger writer's passing. Lovecraft had an excellent opportunity to observe matters, for it was on his suggestion that young Blake had journeyed to Providence early in 1935 
and had been provided with living quarters on College Street by Lovecraft himself. So it was both as friend and neighbor that the elder fantasy writer had acted in narrating the singular story of Robert Harrison Blake's last month. In his story, he tells of Blake's efforts to begin a novel dealing with the survival of New England witch cults, but modestly omits his own part in assisting his friend to secure material. Apparently, Blake began work on his project and then became enmeshed in a horror greater than any envisioned by his imagination. For Blake was drawn to investigate the crumbling black pile on Federal Hill, the deserted ruin of a church that had once housed the worshippers of an esoteric cult. Early in spring he paid a visit to the shunned structure, and there made certain discoveries which, in Lovecraft's opinion, made his death inevitable.